Hello and welcome back to Mr. John's Reads. Today we're going to be reading Chapter 3, Escape, from Charlotte's Web by E.B. White. If you're following along in your own book, Chapter 3 starts on page 13. I hope you've enjoyed Chapter 1 and 2, and now we're going to begin Chapter 3. Here we go. The barn was very large. It was very old. It smelled of hay and it smelled of manure. It smelled of precipitation of tired horses and the wonderful sweet breath of patient cows. It often had sort of peaceful smell as though nothing had nothing bad could happen ever again in the world. It smelled of grain and of harness dressings of axle grease and <clears throat> excuse me and of rubbed boots, rubber boots and of new rope. And whenever the cat was given a fish head to eat, the barn would smell of fish, but mostly it smelled of hay, for there was always hay in the great loft overhead, and there was always hay being pitched down to the cows and the horses and the sheep. The barn was pleasantly warm in the winter when the animals spent most of their time indoors, and it was pleasantly cool in the summer when the big door stood wide open to the breeze. The barn had stalls on the main floor for the workhorses, tie-ups on the main floor for the cows, and sheepfold down below for the sheep, a pig pen down below for Wilbur, and it was full of all sorts of things that you find in barns. Ladders, grindstones, pitchforks, monkey wrenches, lawnmowers, snow shovels, axle handles, milk pails, water buckets, empty grain sacks, and rusty rat traps. It was the kind of barn that swallows like to build their nest in. It was the kind of barn that children like to play in. And the whole thing was owned by Fern's uncle, Mr. Homer L. Zuckerman. Wilbur's new home in a, <laughs> was in a lower part of the barn, directly underneath the cows. Mr. Zuckerman knew that a manure pile is a good place to keep a young pig. Pigs need warmth, and it was warm and comfortable down there in the barn cellar on the south side. Fern came mostly every day to visit. She found an old milking stool that had, <clears throat> that had been discarded, and she placed the stool in the sheepfold next to Wilbur's pen. Here she sat quietly during long afternoons, thinking and listening and watching Wilbur. The sheep soon got used, got to know her and to trust her. She did, so did the geese, who lived with the sheep. All the animals trusted her. She was so quiet and friendly, Mr. Zuckerman did not allow her to take Wilbur out, and he did not allow, he did not allow her to get into the pig pen. But he told Fern that she could sit on the stool and watch Wilbur as long as she wanted to. It made her happy just to be near the pig. It made Wilbur happy to know that she was sitting there right outside his pen. But he never had any fun. No walks, no rides, no swims. One afternoon in June, when Wilbur was almost two months old, he wandered out into a small yard outside the barn. Fern had not arrived for her usual visit. Wilbur stood in the sun, feeling lonely and bored. There's nothing to do around here, he thought. He walked slowly to his food trough and sniffed, and sniffed it to see if anything had been overlooked. At lunch, he found a small strip of potato skin and ate it. He itched, he, his back itched, so he leaned against the fence and rubbed it against the boards. 
When he, tried, when he was tired of this, he walked indoors, climbed to the top of his manure pile, and sat down. He didn't feel like going to sleep. He didn't feel like dinging. He was, he was tired of standing still. He tired of laying down. I'm less than two months old and I'm tired of living, he said. He walked out to the yard again. When I'm out here, he said, there's no place to go but in. When I'm indoors, there's no place to go but out. That's where you're going. That's, that's where you're wrong, my friend, my friend, said a voice. Wilbur looked through the fence and saw a goose standing there. You don't have to say that dirty little, dirty little, dirty little yard, said the goose, who talked rather fast. One of the boards is loose. Push it open, push, push, push on it, and it will come out. What? said Wilbur. Say it slower. At, at, at the risk of repeating myself, said the goose, I suggest that you come on out. It's wonderful out here. Did you say a board was loose? That I... That I did, I, that I did, said the goose. Wilbur walked up to the fence and saw that the goose was right. One of the boards was loose. He put his head down, shut his eyes, and pushed. The board gave way. In a minute, he had squeezed through the fence and was standing in the long grass outside his yard. The goose chuckled. How does it feel to be free, she asked. I like it, said Wilbur. This is, I guess, I like it. Actually, Wilbur felt queer to be outside his fence with nothing between him but the big world. Where do you think I better go? Anywhere you like, anywhere you like, said the goose. Go down through the orchard, root up the sod. Go down through the garden, dig up the radishes, root up everything, eat grass, look for corn, look for oats, run all over, skip, dance, jump, and prance. Go down through the orchard and stroll in the woods. The world is a wonderful place. You're young. I can't see that, replied Wilbur. He jumped in the air and twirled, ran a few steps, stopped, looked all around, and snipped and smelled of the afternoon, and then set off walking through the orchard. Pausing in the shade of the apple tree, he put his strong snout into the ground and began pushing, digging, and rooting. He felt very happy. He had plowed up quite a, quite a piece of ground before anyone had noticed him. Mrs. Zuckerman was the first to see him. She saw him from the kitchen window, and she immediately shouted for the men. Homer! She cried. Pigs out! Lurvy! Pigs out! Homer! Lurvy! Pigs out! He's down there under the apple tree. Now, <laughs> now the trouble starts, thought Wilbur. Now I'll catch it. The goose heard the racket and she started hollering. Run, run, run down the hill. Make for the woods, the woods, she shouted to Wilbur. They'll never, never, never catch you in the woods. The cocker spaniel heard the commotion and he ran out of the barn to join the chase. Mr. Zuckerman heard and he came out with the of the machine shed where he was, <clears throat> he was mending tools. Lurvy, the hired man, heard the noise and came up from the asparagus patch where he, where he was pulling weeds. Everybody walked towards Wilbur, and Wilbur didn't know what to do. The woods seemed a long way off, and anyway, he had never been down there in the woods and wasn't sure if he would like it. Get around behind him, Lurvy, 
said Mr. Zuckerman, and drive him towards the barn. And take it easy. Don't rush him. I'll go and get the bucket of slop. The news of Wilbur's escape spurred, ra spread rapidly among the animals on the place. Whenever any creature broke loose on Zuckerman's farm, the event was of great interest to the others. The goose shouted to the nearest cow that Wilbur was free, and soon all the cows knew. Then one of the cows told one of the sheep, and soon all the sheep knew. The lambs learned about it from their mothers, the horses in their stalls in the barn, perked up their ears, and when they heard the goose hollering, and soon the horses had caught on to what was happening. Wilbur's out, they said in envy. Every, <coughs> excuse me, every animal stirred, stared and lifted its head and became excited to know that one of, of, of his friends had gotten free and was no longer pinned up or tied fast. Wilbur didn't know what to do or which way to run it seemed as though everybody was after him. If, if this was what it was like to be free, he thought, I'd, I'd believe I'd rather be pinned up in my own yard. The cocker spaniel was speaking up, was sneaking up on him from one, from one side. Lurby, the hired man, was sneaking up on him from the other, from the other side, and Mr. Zuckerman stood ready to, ready to head him off if he started for the garden, and now Mr. Zuckerman was coming down towards him, carrying a pail. This is really awful, thought Wilbur. Why doesn't Fern come? He began to cry. The goose took command and began to give orders. Don't just stand there, Wilbur! Dodge about! Dodge about! cried the goose. Skip around! Run towards me! Slip in and out! In and out! In and out! Make for the woods! Twist and turn! The cocker spaniel sprung off. Sp cocker spaniel sprung off Wilbur, Wilbur's hind leg. Wilbur jumped and ran. Lurvy reached out and grabbed him. Mrs. Zuckerman screamed at Lurvy. The goose cheered for Wilbur, and Wilbur dodged between Lurvy's legs. Lurvy missed, and Wilbur grabbed the sp <coughs> grabbed the sp spaniel instead. And Lur <laughs> Wilbur, Lurvy missed Wilbur and grabbed the spaniel instead. Nicely done, nicely done, cried the goose. Try it again, try it again. Run down the hill, suggested the cows. Run towards me, yelled the gander. Run up the hill, said the sheep. Turn and twist, hawked the goose. Jump and dance, said the rooster. Look out for Lurvy, cried the cows. Look out for Zuckerman, yelled the gander. Watch out for the dog, said the sheep. Listen to me, screamed the goose. Poor Wilbur was dazed and frightened by all the hobbaloo. He didn't like being the center of all this fuss. He tried to follow the instructions of his friends were giving him, but he couldn't run down the hill and up the hill at the same time. He couldn't turn and twist when he was jumping and dancing, and he was crying so hard he could barely see anything that was happening. After all, Wilbur was very young pig, not much more than a baby, really. He wished Fern were there to take him in her arms and comfort him. When he looked up and saw Mr. Zuckerman standing quite, cl quite close to him, holding a pail of warm slop, he felt relieved. He lifted his nose and sniffed. The smell was delicious. Warm milk, potato skins, wheat middlings, cornflakes, and a 
pop o and a pop over left over from Zuckerman's breakfast. Come, pig, said Mr. Zuckerman, tapping the pail. Come, pig. Wilbur took a step towards a pail. No, 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 said the goose. It's the old pail trick, Wilbur. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. He's trying to lure you back into captivity, Ivity. He's appealing to your stomach. Wilbur didn't care. The food smelled appetizing. He took another step towards the pail. Pig, pig, said Zuckerman in his kind voice and began walking slowly towards the barnyard, looking all about him innocently as if he didn't know that the little white pig was following along behind him. You'll be sorry, sorry, called the goose. Wilbur didn't care. He kept walking towards the pail of slop. You'll miss your freedom, honked the goose. An hour of freedom is worth a barrel of slop. Wilbur didn't care. When Mr. Zuckerman reached the pig pen, he climbed over the fence and poured the slop into the trough. Then he pulled the loose board away from the, from the fence so that, so that there was a wide hole for Wilbur to walk through. Reconsider, reconsider, cried the goose. Wilbur paid no attention. He stepped through the fence into his yard. He walked to the trough and took a long drink of the slop, sucking in the milk hungrily and chewing over the popover. It was good to be home again. While Wilbur ate, Lurvy fetched a hammer and some eight-pin nails and nailed the board in place. Then he and Mr. Zuckerman leaned lazily on the fence. Mr. Zuckerman scratched Wilbur's back with a stick. He's quite a pig, said Lurvy. Yes, he, yes, he'll make a good pig, said Mr. Zuckerman. Wilbur heard the words of praise. He felt the warm milk inside his stomach. He felt pleasant rubbing, he felt the pleasant rubbing of the stick along his itchy back. He felt peaceful and happy and sleepy. This has been, try, been a trying afternoon. It was still only about four o'clock, but Wilbur was ready for bed. I'm ready, I'm really too young. To go into the world alone, he thought, as he laid down. And that's the end of chapter three from Charlotte's Web by E.B. White. It's titled Escape. We'll have chapter four ready for you guys soon. I hope that you're enjoying listening to Mr. John's reads, and I hope that you are you all are staying active at home. Have a great day. Everyone stay healthy, and we'll be back with chapter four very soon. <music>